everybody, and welcome to the Katie Weaver Show. This is Katie. I'm your host. I'm so happy to be here. If you are listening live, it is the 16th of March already. It's about 11 a.m. Pacific time, and I'm just glad to be here with you guys. We are live. However, if you're listening to an archive or a replay, I want to also welcome you to the show. I want to let you know that I'm over in the chat room. And you can find the chat by heading over to 12radio.com. That's number one, number two, radio.com. Click on the chat button and you'll be redirected into the Facebook chat. And I also want to let you know that I'm live streaming this event from two places, from YouTube and from Facebook. Either way, it's Katie Weaver Domestic Mystic. You can find it either way. So I'm keeping an eye on the chat room. But I'm also keeping an eye on the live stream. So anywhere that you place a comment, I should be able to see it and interact with you. So that's what's happening. (laughs) That's all the housekeeping, I think. I'm just glad to be here. And I hope that you guys are having a really, really good week uh, so far. We are almost to the spring equinox. It's this week. Can you even believe that? I really do feel like time has gone pretty quickly recently, and I'm here for it, I guess. I don't know. I want to share a couple of things with you guys uh, that Scott and I did. So Sunday was our daughter Matea's birthday, and she lives about five hours away from us. And we just, uh, we wanted to surprise her for her birthday. So we've, this has been in the work, the works, the wait. The works, yes. Ha! It's been in the works for weeks. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so early Sunday morning, we loaded up all of her gifts and a luncheon that we were putting on at her house, unbeknownst to her, and her sister and her dogs and my sister Christy. And we all <clears throat> drove five hours to her house to throw her a three-hour birthday party. And then we got in the car and drove five hours home. <laughs> so it was a really long day, but it was a lot of fun. She was completely surprised. She had no idea. And it was it was good. It was she needed it, you know. Uh when we have babies that are, you know, crying and breastfeeding and diapers and all of that, it's hard, but you just no one prepares you for how hard being the parents of young adults is either. Somebody told me the bigger the kid, the bigger the problems. And boy, that is the truth. Not that they all any have massive problems, but they have life, you know, and sometimes they just need their parents. So anyway, that's what we did over the weekend. And it was awesome to be able to just go surprise her and have fun. But I had some show and tell. I don't have anything to show because they're, you know, at her house. So I have pictures in the live stream and I put pictures in the chat room so that you guys can see but I wanted to show you some of the things that we made her. So one of the things that she really wanted, she had found on TikTok, someone who was making these awesome sunglasses. You guys will laugh. These are very 60s-ish, I think, but they are, there's no arms on them. They're just, uh, just the shades and then they have chains. And then at the bottom of the chain, you have a pendant that hangs down and like, you know, holds holds the sunglasses in place, right? With the the weight, the gravity. And then when you're not wearing them, you put the sunglasses behind your neck and then you have these pendants that hang down and you like tie them in a loose knot and they're a necklace. So 
Anyway, she found these on TikTok, thought they were super cool. So, you know, true to form, we figured out how to make them and we made her two pairs. So we made her a gold pair and a silver pair. And I honestly like them so much. I think I might make a few for my Etsy store. They really turned out cute. They were so cute on her. So anyway, had to share, couldn't share <laughs> before her birthday because we had a big surprise coming. But probably the bigger piece is the chair that her dad made her. This is the kid who, you know, spends all of her time on Pinterest and then is like, hey, you can, one of you can make me this, I'm sure of it. So she found this hand chair a while ago that she wants in her bedroom for her vanity. And it looks like the palm of a hand that you sit in. And so she handed it off to her dad and was just certain he could make it. And it took months that he didn't make it. And finally, he got busy to surprise her for her birthday. So he built her this amazing chair. So there's pictures in the chat. And of course, I'm putting a picture here in the live stream. But she was so surprised. So I should have had her sit in it so that you could see the scale. But basically, when you're sitting in it, the top of the fingers or the thumbs are going to be taller than, well, as tall as a short girl's head. So it's a good sized chair. Heavy. <laughs> So I just had to share his awesome creation and show you guys what he made. Pretty fun. So that's what we've been up to. Just, you know, you know how we do. Just making and doing and all of that kind of fun stuff. So I always like to bring a show and tell if I have one. <laughs> so there you go. Let's see. I'm glad you guys are here, by the way. All righty. So the spring equinox is Saturday, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and we're going to talk about past lives. Last week, I promised a past life show this week, and so I'd like to do a couple of things. I would love to just answer your questions about past lives. I'll probably do a past life, a few past life channelings too, but uh, I would also really like to just answer your questions about what my opinions are or what my experiences have been with anything about past lives that you're interested in. And of course, like I said, I'll probably get to a couple of channelings too. Mm. So that's what we'll do. I hope that you guys that got buried in snow are getting unburied. We didn't get it. In fact, we are melting rapidly, which is pretty exciting up in here. <laughs> So be thinking about those past life questions. You can start putting them in the chat room now if you would like to, but uh, I'll watch for them. So, and like I said, we'll talk a little about the spring equinox too. Yesterday, Erica Longden was my guest on One Two News, and she was talking about uh, spring equinox events that she's hosting at her house this weekend. And I went, oh, it's the spring equinox. <laughs> I am not paying attention and it doesn't hasn't felt like spring so I guess I didn't think about it but indeed it is so well let's take a look at luminous oh I'm gonna have to find luminous I usually have it pulled up and ready I'm bouncing between two computers uh, Scott's and mine yeah because he got a new computer that is so cool that um I'm now getting it too <laughs> poor guy I'm always copying him it's true. You can't get away from me. <laughs> but until then, 
my computer was making kind of a warbly noise, like maybe the sound card's going out or something. So I didn't want to subject you guys to that, but I also didn't want to miss my show. So this is what we're doing instead. So I apologize for my lack of preparedness. I realized Luminous was pulled up, not on this computer, on the other one. I don't have enough bandwidth to manage two computers at the same time, for sure. All right, I'm putting a link to Luminous in both chat rooms. And you can find it over on my website too, which is katie-weaver under the Luminous Magazine tag. So easy enough to find any way you slice it. So let's just take a look. All right, I called this magazine the Spring Equinox Enchantment Edition because it is the equinox and I hope we can all let it be imaginal, imaginal, magical, enchanting kind of time. You know, we have enough hard, we have enough struggle, we have enough shift and change. Can we just have magic for a minute? Can we just have fun for a minute? Enchantment for a minute? That's, I'm determined that's what it will be for me. I'm not doing hard things. <laughs> I'm tired of doing hard things. All right. So in my musings, I put together a little postcard of Spring Equinox Blessings. Just some ideas of things um, that you can do to mark the Spring Equinox. One is to start indoor seeds. If you want to plant some flowers or some veggies or whatever. A little later, this is the perfect time to start them in the house. And if you don't know how to do that, there are some fantastic YouTube tutorials to give you some good ideas about how to make that happen. And you can pull that together. It's not hard. But I would absolutely recommend that you do that. This is a good time for it. Perfect energy. We're also still in a new moon. And new moon cycles are a good time to start seeds because... This is when the energy is waxing. So either way, you slice it, starting seeds right now is a good idea. Okay. I also suggested doing a space clearing. I actually like to do a space clearing at every turn of the wheel. It's just a good reminder, you know. So here it is, spring. You might do some other spring cleaning as well. You know, maybe you're going to wash your walls or clean out your drawers or do something else to uh, spring clean your house, but think about the energy of your house as well. Doing a space clearing makes a lot of sense. And I have a YouTube tutorial on space clearings. So if you don't know how to do one, go over to Domestic Mystic on YouTube and scroll through my videos. Uh, in fact, I can post it later here in the chat if you guys want to want me to. But if you don't know how to do a space clearing, that's a good place to find some info and then wash your windows wash your windows with the spring equinox because it provides clarity you wash your windows with the spring equinox so that you can get away from you know wash away all of the uh, the grunge of the winter months and allow the sunlight to flow in and as you do that you're letting all the cobwebs from the winter clear from your head as well and allow clarity in so it's partly symbolic but it's also a great activity to you know physically and spiritually so those are my thoughts and i'm sure uh, you guys have some things or maybe you do have some things you like to do for the equinox and actually if you would like to uh share those with me i'd love to hear them 
I love collaborating because we all come from a little different uh, slant in some way or a little different, uh, you know, little different leaning or learning. So I think it's important for us to hear what the other of us have to say. And we all have had different teachers as well. So I like to hear what other people are practicing and doing. So there you go. All righty. Let's see. All right, bitch scopes this week. Kelly says, I guess we better work, bitch. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> Such good scopes. I absolutely love what she has to say about the spring equinox, about it, uh, you know, giving an, a, another new year, another fresh start of sorts. Let's hear what she has to say about today, the 16th. Chiron conjunct series over several days, strong caretaker energy. Chiron sextile Mars gives you more work on your healing journey. And the sun sextile Pluto boosts your need to succeed. Interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, read her scopes. Let's pick one. Let's read Taurus. Or Taurus. Taurus? It's Taurus. I don't know why I said Taurus. I know some people do. I guess it doesn't matter. I've heard it both ways, right? <laughs> for Taurus, career continues to be a focal point for you, and you might feel frustrated this week by the obstacles in your way. You can see what's on the other side of these potholes and rocks, but getting there may require different tires. Or you may decide to simply walk the rest of the way, which means you'll get there later rather than sooner, but you and your vehicle will be in one piece. So there you go, Taurus. So be sure and read your bitch scope. They're always awesome. She puts a ton of work into them and it pays off. All right, the tip this week from me. Hey, do you need a pick-me-up? You know, we all have those days, those moments, those weeks, those lifetimes, whatever, <laughs> where you feel like maybe you need a bit of a boost, right? And as we know, nobody's going to boost you the way you're going to boost you. Because nobody is going to take care of you the way you need to take care of you. So a couple of thoughts. One is flowers. We actually talked about this a little last week. Buy yourself a bouquet. Put it on the kitchen table or your dresser or wherever. Flowers really brighten up moods. If you have allergies and bringing fresh cut flowers into your house uh, sounds like sudden death, <laughs> go for some pretty silk. There are beautiful silk uh, displays right now in lots of stores, craft stores particularly. Just get something pretty and bright. And then diffuse citrus essential oils. Citrus elevates emotional and spiritual energy. Grapefruit and bergamot are my go-tos for this, but orange, tangerine, lemon, all so good. Or a citrus blend even. But when you put them in your diffuser or wear them carefully, I, they help to really boost up your mood, make you feel good. Now, I say wear them carefully because they are photoreactive, meaning that citrus oils on your skin, if you're getting a lot of sun, can cause a rash. So if you're not and you want to put a little citrus on your skin, you're probably okay. And a lot of people that are photosensitive to citrus oils already know it. But just know that. Be a little careful with it so that you don't, you know. Go off and hurt yourself. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> so that's how. 
Okay. So then, okay. Sorry, getting sidetracked, jumping in the chat room and seeing comments. Anyway, so those are a few thoughts for giving yourself a book, a boost. Caroline's column this week, the very real toxic danger of lead. Something that we don't talk about much anymore, but there's still a lot of lead out there in the uh, atmosphere, not atmosphere, in our environments, depending on where you live. And it can be really dangerous. All right. On True Crime Paranormal this week, Christy and I have been working hard. We have two videos out so far and another one coming out in the morning. So our first video this week is Understanding the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Epidemic, Learning How We Got Here. We've been learning as much as we can about this epidemic, how we can help, what it all means, all of that stuff, right? And one of the things that we are learning about is the what's happened with uh, laws in the U.S. and how they aren't supporting the indigenous community, how they are creating more of a problem, and what we can all do to help uh, support better legislation. So that was part of that uh, talking about the Violence Against Women Act that has uh, expired in 2019, and they're rediscussing it now. So that's what uh, what we talked about is, and some of the jurisdictional issues. We didn't get totally into them. They're, they are vast and complicated, but, you know, we're committed this year to covering the MMIW epidemic as much as we possibly can and bringing it to you guys so that these cases don't just get forgotten and so that true change starts happening. So that's our goal. And then we covered uh, our video that broke this morning is Israel Keys. Israel Keys was a very prolific serial killer in the United States. And, you know, the serial killer cases are always so fascinating to take a look at who these people are or were, what their... Uh, early beginnings were like, what they did, you know, it's always our goal to kind of evaluate what, what were they thinking, you know, what were they, uh, what was going on in their heads? How did they get here? So we did Israel Keys and talked about some theories about uh, who he was and why he did the things he did. And then today, we'll record tomorrow morning our video on Jelaine Maxwell will come out. Or, yeah, Jelaine, Gillane Maxwell, where she, of course, was the uh, sidekick of uh, Epstein, is the sidekick, I guess. Epstein's gone, but she's not, and we'll be standing trial for her crimes. So we're going to really deep into her. So. That's what we're doing. So if you're interested, and then also at True Crime Paranormal, we do two live streams uh, from our page. Those happen on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain. That's our case update where we share updates from any of the cases that we're covering, as well as usually look for a good uh, solved case, usually by familial DNA. And then on Thursday nights, we do the Psychic Hour with the Psychic Sisters, and that also is, is at 7 p.m. Mountain 
over on our YouTube channel, True Crime Paranormal. So that's all that jazz going on. <laughs> and hopefully you guys can come and join us. We have a lot of fun over there. All right. So Anita covered uh, in Anita and the Masters, St. Patrick this week. Uh, of course, it is St. Patrick's Day. Is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow or Thursday. I thought it was tomorrow. Then my son said something about Thursday. So I don't know. I really don't know. We'll find out. And then there's a video from Jamie Dawn about the energy of this week and the astrology of this week. And I don't know if you guys have been watching her videos, but they are so good. So, so good. They're usually like 15 minutes-ish long and packed with good information. So definitely check that out. Yep. Okay. So that is that. <laughs> and thanks, you guys, for always supporting my stuff. Now, if you want to receive Luminous in your inbox, all you have to do is go to katie-weaver.com. And there's a pop-up that will show up right there on the home page. And all you have to do is put your email address in there, fill that out. And what you will get is Luminous every th Tuesday morning. And you'll get the Daily Dish every week or every day. So the Daily Dish is my daily energy read. It comes out first thing in the morning and you'll get it every single day. So I will send you a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have spammers in the chat room again? We get this sometimes. Oh, yep, we do. Sorry about that, you guys. I don't know where they freaking come from. <clears throat> they show up in my live stream and start trying to scam you guys into readings and stuff. And I'm sorry. I can't get rid of them until the live stream is over, but then I'll always go in and ban them. But it happens. It's rude as hell. It's really creepy. It's just started happening like the last month or so, but so yes, Mary, feel free to tell them off. <laughs> they have it coming. All right. I wanted to do a little singing bowl work today for the heart chakra. I still feel like in talking to you guys that a lot of you have been kind of heavy hearted lately about your situations, about situations around you. You know, COVID, it's been a year now. And here we are, you know, kind of in this space where things are maybe better. They're hopefully better. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're worse. But regardless, we're weary. It's been a long, hard year. And we're tired, you know. But I'm feeling a lot of that heart heaviness in a lot of you that are just worn out on it. You're tired. And I understand that entirely. I do. I'm, I'm a little tired too. And so I want to do some heart chakra work with you guys to just maybe see if we can help lighten everybody's hearts up a little bit. So I brought my heart chakra bowl here. So we're going to play it twice. The first time I play it, I want you to just sit in your heart space and just hold space for the frequency of the singing bowl to clear out anything in your heart that you are tired of carrying. You know, anything that's no longer serving you. If this is old grief coming to the surface, old shame, old doubt, 
old pain, old regret, whatever it is, let's let it go so that we can start off a little bit brighter, a little bit fresher, and that kind of stuff. So we'll start there. So I'll play the bowl. You just sit, breathe, and allow that bowl to just permeate your heart space and release anything you no longer need. back up into that heart space this time while I play the bowl I would like you to envision your heart the energy of your heart growing growing and growing expanding until it's completely enveloped your body most people will see that as some variation of pink and or green or some of both it may be white to you I'm not here to tell you what it has to look like at all but as I play the bowl, just let that heart energy grow and grow and grow until it's completely wrapped you up. So let's go there now. My wrist is not up to the bowl today. I'm going to try that. feels like a good shift doesn't it I think so I feel like we just uh, as we see this weariness coming up in ourselves let's not just learn to live with it you know I just I liken it to like chronic pain I see this in people a lot that have pain they end up in a lot more pain than they realize you know because they're so used to it it kind of it doesn't usually come on like a ton of bricks it just keeps piling up and you just keep learning how to live with it until you finally have to do something about it and then there's so much relief because you honestly had no idea how much pain you were actually in and I feel like this kind of weariness and suffering that we've been in recently is a lot the same that we are trudging through life I mean you go in any store and you'd look at the faces and look into the eyes of the people that you see there and for the most part, you're seeing people that are clearly just surviving today. They're exhausted. 
they're frustrated, their spirit is heavy, their heart is heavy. And I wonder how often we're wearing the same look on our faces. And it's okay if you are, there's no judgment. That's why we're doing this. Let's not just make ourselves get comfortable with it. Let's not just continue to allow it. Rather than doing that, let's start combating it. Let's look at it and go, I don't like the way I feel right now. I don't like feeling so drained out. I don't like feeling like I'm so under the gun. I just hate this energy. And if that's the case, then we have to start looking at what do we need to shift? I mean, it's okay to acknowledge that this has been a rough one, you know, and maybe it still is. I don't want you guys to feel like you have to hide from your feelings or, you know, lie your feelings away. You don't. We have to own them. I actually think that ignoring your feelings is probably what gets us in this boat more than anything else. So let's own them and acknowledge them so that we can start moving through them. But if right now today you feel like you are just surviving and not thriving, change one thing. What's one thing that you're suffering through or that you're dealing with that you don't want to be, that needs to be different? And change that one thing. You don't have to do it all today, right? But maybe you could do some of it. Maybe there's something you could shift or change that would make you feel a little better. Maybe there's something that you could take on you differently. Or maybe there's something, maybe it's a bill that needs to be paid off. Or maybe it's a phone call that needs to be made. Maybe it's a person that needs to be dialed back or shifted out of your life. Maybe there's a lot of things that need to be dealt with, right? I think we need to start just being more proactive. I, I think that's what I'm here for on that. We need to be more proactive and not just pretend like stuff is okay when it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's my soapbox. <laughs> I'm going to jump into the chat room. I want to talk about past lives. That's interesting stuff. Sharon says the spring equinox is the day of the Persian New Year. Spring cleaning is part of the process, as is sprouting seeds. So happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. I'm going to jump back to the top of the stream in case, uh, or the uh, chat in case I missed anything over here. Glad to see you, Mary and Renee and Tiffany and Terry and Christine, and I'm going to get that started and won't be able to get it stopped. So I'm just glad you're all here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sid wanted to know, are the items I showed uh, resin jewelry? They are not. Nope. Uh, the gold ones are prisms, and the other ones are, they're actually rose quartz, and they're wrapped like little trees. And I did not wrap them. I bought them that way. But they're pretty cool. Okay, they are sunglasses. Yeah, they're sunglasses with the uh, with the pendants on the ends. Yep. Okay. All right. So I think I'm going to answer questions first, and then we'll do some channelings. So if I skip your question, that's why, and I'll try to get back to it. Okay. Tiffany says, past life question on recurring dreams. I would love a past life reading. I've been fascinated with them since seventh grade when I used to have reoccurring dreams that I thought might be connected. The first, I was a young girl fetching water 
And as I was crossing back across the field, I could see my mom on the front porch of our house and the house was burning down. Then in the second one, I was an orphan and I was trying to escape the town I was in by train. Yeah, Tiffany. I feel like those were past life memories that were coming up for you, especially as kids. Uh, I, kids remember their past lives a lot better than we do. There are some really fascinating books on the subject of kids who have had past life memories that uh, are so vivid that their parents have been able to do some detective work and figure out who they were, which is really, really interesting stuff. So, but I do feel like those were past life memories for you, Tiffany, most definitely. Very cool. So maybe we can get back to one of those today and look at what the uh, the circumstances were. Yeah. Leslie said, love your show. Such positive, healthy energy. Thank you, Leslie. Wondering why those Chinese past lives are so hard to access. Is the reason cultural? Avoiding realities. It could be a little bit of both. I think some of the Chinese past lives can be very challenging. I also feel like uh, some past lives, like the names are super hard for us to say, uh, the, us English speakers, because you can maybe hear it, but you can't quite get the word out of your mouth. Uh, and it also could be that that is a life or those lives are ones that uh are going to be tough to relive. Those are some thoughts I have. I, I'm sure not everyone has a hard time, but I, I know that about actually lots of different cultures that sometimes people have a hard time. Uh, they know they're there, but they have a hard time actually like pulling the, uh, the circumstances forward. Christine said, sometimes I notice issues and patterns around money and abandonment. Pretty sure it's past life stuff. Very likely. I've seen that lots of times in people that have a hard time holding on to money, have a hard time uh, accessing money and keeping it, you know, that it doesn't just slip through their fingers, that they've had past lives where money was a big issue. There used to be a big belief that uh, if you have money issues in this life, you've probably taken a vow of poverty in a past life. And I've actually found that to be true quite a few times, quite a lot of times in clients that have had vows of poverty because they were, you know, a nun or a priest or a monk or something that, uh, you know, someone that literally took a vow of poverty. So if you feel like that's the case for you, I recommend that you do a little meditation and just be very, you know, real about I, I now release myself from any vows of poverty or vows of chastity that I may have taken, because that's the other one, vows of chastity, uh, that I think sometimes come up and give people some really weird energy around sex in this lifetime. So those are both ones that are definitely worth looking at for sure. And that energy of abandonment, Christine, because, yeah, in a past life, if you had been abandoned in lots of different ways, right, it could be a trigger that comes up here. Phobias, a lot of times, not always, but if you, if someone is dealing with a phobia and we can find a past life that has something to do with it, I'll tell you what, 
it a lot of times goes away or at least becomes a lot less of a phobia or a fear. So, you know, and I've used this example before, but my sister Christy has always been very afraid of sharks. And I did a past life regression on her and we discovered that she was a pearl diver in what we now know as Fiji a very long time ago and was attacked by a shark and she lived, but she did never get in the ocean again. And I had a real fear in that lifetime that she brought to this one. And since we uncovered that, she's not nearly as afraid of sharks anymore. It, that fear of just getting in a swimming pool. I mean, you know, landlocked Idaho girls, we didn't have sharks where we played as kids at all, but she still had that fear. But once she went through that process, it by and large went away. Uh, other clients, uh, another client that had a fear of drowning, and we did a past life in which she was actually trying to kill herself by drowning and wasn't successful in that life. But anyway, she's had a fear of drowning in this life that was uh, pretty intense. So, yeah, definitely the avoidance, or sorry, the uh, abandonment worries, the phobias, the fears. They're not always based in a past life, of course. Sometimes they're just based on your personality now or they're based on life experience you've had in this lifetime. And, of course, there's the DNA piece, too. Could you have a scar on your DNA that lends to this behavior or this energy? So we have to kind of weigh it all out. So it's not a cut and dried, oh, I have this fear, so I definitely have a bad past life memory. I don't want to use a dustbin like that. But it's definitely a possibility that should be explored. Yep. Okay. Terry feels like maybe she was connected to Marilyn Monroe somehow because she was died. Oh, the day you were, she died the day you were born. Okay. We will look. Okay. Sid wants to know, is it safe to go on a past life journey by yourself or should someone guide you? So is in like, taking yourself through one in a meditation or through, yeah, like a guided meditation or something. I think it's safe. Yeah. Before you start, Sid, I would absolutely ask your angels and guides to walk with you and keep you safe and help guide you. But I don't feel like you have to have a human person present. Sometimes it helps to keep you on track because it's a, those out-of-body experiences are very scattered. And it helps to have somebody on track trying to help you uh, guide you, you know, and, and help you remember what happened because some people don't. When I used to, you know, have more clients in person on my table, uh, sometimes it was rare, but sometimes they would wake up from a past life regression and have absolutely no memory of it at all. So I used to record them so people could go back and listen later, which is important. But I also uh, did that because some people didn't remember. In fact, my daughter, Matea, is like that. I did a past life regression with her one time. It was extensive and very interesting. And when it was over, she sat straight up and looked at me and said, how did I do? And I said, well, you did great. That was really interesting. And she said, was it? No idea. No memory of it. So... <laughs> We hope to, you know, we, we don't want that to happen, but it's we're not always in charge. So anyway, the other thing about past life regression is that 
it is very much like a dream state. And so when you have a past life regression, I always tell my clients, go home and journal it right now. Or talk or speak the whole thing aloud to somebody and then journal it because you got to put it in the right place in your brain or you'll lose it really fast. The other reason for recording it, but I've had lots of people, you know, that uh, have a past life regression and then they're coming back in later going. So I thought about something else that I don't think I said but this was also happening or I saw this person or this, you know, was the situation. So when you've had one, immediately sit down with it and write the whole thing out. And that's why, because A, you're putting those memories in the correct place in your brain so that you can remember them long-term. And B, because I promise more will come up than what you initially experienced. It's just kind of how that works. So if you have one, bear that in mind. You want to get it written down quick and then uh, take a little time just re reliving it, rehashing it to see what else might surface. Okay. Just checking the other chat. Mary said, how does it affect behaviors in this life? I think we pretty much covered that, I hope. Let's see. Mary's got a strong connection to Egypt. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, good point, Mary. Check if your oils are pet safe before you go. If you're going to diffuse oils in your house, you have to, and you have pets, go lightly, make sure they're pet safe, and never lock an animal in a room with a diffuser going. They have to be able to get away from it. Okay, let's see. Okay. Oh, thank you. So, Ali Shia says the St. Patty's Day is tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, Terry said, yeah, Terry, good point. She said Longmire on Netflix really illustrates how a sheriff going in to help on a reservation and how different their laws and rules can be. Yeah, most definitely. Now they are sovereign nations. So things are different. Okay. All right. Veronica wants to know any recommendations of reading material on the subject of past life regression? Um, yeah, many lives, many masters is a really good one. Really anything by him. Somebody help me who wrote that book. He has a whole series of them. I, that's really dumb. Oh, it's Brian Weiss. That's right. <laughs> you know, eh, it's whatever. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it is Brian Weiss. So Brian Weiss is a psychologist who accidentally stumbled upon past lives. He didn't have a belief in them at all. And, but he was doing hypnosis with a patient who had a lot of really severe phobias and fears. And he uh, accidentally slipped her into a past life. So then they started doing a whole bunch of work together in past life regression. And, you know, he developed a system from there. And his books are really interesting. He has a whole series of them. 
and I really, really like those. There's another book about, if you just Google past lives in children, there's several books on that topic too from various authors that have studied children with past lives and also, you know, some of the ones that are like verifiable, which is really interesting. There was a child in India that was born that uh, by the time he was three or four, he was constantly asking to be taken home to his wife. And he was a little one. And his mom's like, I'm your mom. Like, this is where you live. And this is not where I live. And he was asking to go to a very specific village. And eventually, he his parents gave in when he was like six, took him to this village. And he went straight to his home and to his wife and children. And indeed, uh, they verified that uh, he knew the details around his death. And he was killed in a car accident and he just wanted to go home. And in this case, she waited for him to turn 18 and they got married. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's a mind bender. That's a really weird one to me. But there are other children who have actually uh, solved murders, solved murders, Uh this was another case in the Middle East of a child who kept talking about the uh, guy who killed him and his parents finally with an, uh, one of the uh, people that were writing these books. Anyway, they took him into this village and he identified a man who said, you were my neighbor and we fought and you hit me with a shovel, and I died, and you buried me uh, under your shed. And they dug up under, because he, indeed, this man had a neighbor who had vanished. And they dug up the uh, ground under his shed, and in fact, that's where his neighbor was buried. So it does happen, and it's really, really interesting. So, Veronica, uh, I'm sorry that I can't think of more off the top of my head, but I will put some resources in the, the chat room later on when I have my brains together. <laughs> but those are some of the uh, ones that I've read about recently that I thought were really, really interesting. So it happens. There was a cop here in the U.S. Uh, that had, he started having all of these past life memories and he solved his murder from the early 1900s and found his grave and Learned a lot about his ancestry. Really, really interesting stuff. Yeah. Okay. Tammy said she also has a strong connection to Egypt. Oh, and Slovakia. Yeah. Interesting. So, and I always tell people this. If you feel like you have a strong connection to a certain place, you do. Right? If you feel like you have a strong connection to a certain culture, you do. You don't have to second guess that. You can trust that you have a past life memory there, maybe more than one. Yeah. Let's see. She says, do you feel anything on this that would help me on this time around? I do, Tammy. Uh, one of your Egyptian lives, you were a really strong female role model. Uh, not like Pharaoh's wife kind of thing, more like a woman who uh, was a sage and that other people came to for advice. Oh, she says also Romania. There you go. Uh, that had 
Yep. You look to me like you were some kind of a, I don't want to say high priestess. I don't think that's completely correct, but maybe that gives you the gist of it. But you were really powerful and had a lot of other women that deferred to you. Uh, in that lifetime, I feel like, at least the one I'm seeing, I feel like you you were loved and you were hated. Like some people really revered you. There was a lot of jealousy thrown your way. I feel like in this lifetime, the relationships you have had with other women have sometimes really mirrored that. And you have put yourself, uh, you've put your own light out because you're afraid of having that kind of response from other women. And so I think just the, the takeaway from it is just remembering that you're safe, that you have the right to be that powerful priestess or that sage that you have been, and that other people's reaction to you, other people's energy is a lot more about them than it is about you. We could dig into that a whole lot deeper another time, but that's what comes up to, for me right off the top. Okay. Let me jump back in the other chat here really quick. Oh, Shireen says, one of the episodes of Surviving Death on Netflix has verified past life memories in children. I'll have to go watch that one. I haven't seen it. That's interesting. She also said, I've had a difficult time with guided meditation or hypnosis. Would past life regression be similar? Probably. Yeah, um, it depends on the regressionist what techniques they have. Hopefully they have two or three techniques in their back pocket so that if one technique fails, they can try something else. I've had a few clients that just can't get there. And sometimes you can just channel past lives for them, but it's not exactly the same. So it's possible. It's it, That's a toughie. I always, uh, you know, I'm always just as disappointed as you are. <laughs> We can't get you into that state. And it's rare. Most people can get there to some degree, but some people just, they they can't for whatever reason. And it's okay. It's not, you know, it's not a bad thing per se, but I know it's kind of frustrating and disappointing. However, like I said, a good regressionist should have two or three different techniques that can hopefully get you there in one capacity or another. Okay. Oh, come on, Facebook. Quit being weird. Let's see. Yeah, actually, so, Shireen, that's probably why a channeling is better for you. So let's look. Okay. This is a Middle Eastern life, but I don't know where. I'm not going to conjecture because I'm not entirely sure. And we're starting, I'm seeing you as like little, maybe, maybe seven or eight, a little girl. You have very straight black hair, shiny black hair. And you have a brother with you that you're supposed to be keeping an eye on. I would say he's probably somewhere around three or four. You guys are walking into a city and he's supposed to be holding your hand. 
you're carrying a big basket of stuff. I think you're going to drop something off for your mother, sell something. This is some kind of commerce. But he's not helping at all. <laughs> In fact, he's making life really hard. So you really can't hold on to the basket and hold his hand unless he's just willingly walking and he's not. He just keeps pulling and tugging. And he gets hurt. I'm having a hard time seeing exactly what happens to him. It looks like he falls. I think he falls off of something fairly steep. He does. And other people are all like running and standing around him. And you're running to try to get to him. I feel like they pick him up and they take him back to your home. You have a mother and a grandmother. Like quite a few people that live in one abode. And the grandmother is so mad at you and so honestly abusive with you about it. And he doesn't die. I do feel like he has broken bones and he's in bed for quite a while. He lives, but I feel like it, it does affect his life. But uh, the treatment that you get from your family over it is really harsh and unfair. And I feel like that is an experience. So why did we have to visit that now? Okay, it's because of your uh, false sense of responsibility for other people. And just a reminder for you that, uh, you know, because in that lifetime, then throughout your life, you were constantly trying to not mess up, trying not to do anything wrong and scared to death that you would. And that is something you brought with you into this lifetime. I feel like you're better about that than you used to be, but you still carry some of that, that kind of hyper uh, sensitivity to making a mistake and like major anxiety over it. And that's in part where that came from was that experience. But here's the thing. It wasn't your fault. You were a child. And I hope that that knowledge of that situation helps you to be able to release yourself a little bit from that responsibility and from that, uh, you know, from, from that energy, because truly it wasn't ever your fault. Okay, that is it. <laughs> we talked down to the end of the show. I think maybe what we should do is make past lives uh a monthly segment. So this is the second show of the month. Let's start looking at that. The second show of the month doing past lives always. I think that might be a good way to get a lot more past life work in. But of course, I am a professional psychic advisor over at one2listen.com. And you can always contact me over there for past life work as well. But we got to go. Thanks for being here, guys. You've been listening to the Katie Weaver Show here on 1-2 Radio, where we're changing the way you listen to the world.